Many years have passed since a fellowship of light battled the shadow creature at the Grey Haven. Now the heroes find themselves in an unknown land where they discover a man in black is wreaking havoc. Undeath follows him wherever he goes, and long-forgotten legends rise again having been possessed by his evil. Join the players of this Dungeons & Dragons campaign as they attempt to stop the man in black as he collects artifacts both on and off the Lonely Isle. Welcome to Tolerasia in part two of the Inglorian Bastards trilogy, Rise of the Mormon. Uh, some of you guys have only been here a few days. Um, you know, uh, you were in jail for one day. You escaped the second day. You traveled through the land of Elms for the third day. The fourth day, you arrived at the cottage of Lost Play. Um, and you met someone, we, we kind of flew through this because it was late, um, but you met someone in the, in the woods named Ilfrin, um, whom, um, some people know him as Little Heart. I think, uh, one of, one or two of you knew him as Little Heart and he, he, he seems to be kind of like a, uh, a sentient, uh, like he can talk, uh, fox, like a celestial fox of some sort. You don't really know. I can show you a picture of what he looks like, uh, for those of you who, uh, for Christian, uh, specifically. So he looks like this right now. Is that showing up for everyone? Okay. Um, and he leads you to the cottage of lost play. Yeah, it's a badass picture. Um, and when you arrive, these two people, uh, Lindo, who is the male and Vare, who is his wife. Um, and they're, uh, they're Talarin and Noldoran. So, um, you can tell anytime you look at it, one of my elf uh, tokens, um, what kind of elf you're looking at. If they have white hair, they're a Talaran elf. Those are the elves of the sea. Um, and the Noldor have dark hair. And the, the Noldor are the... Um, MJ's character is a Noldor elf. And those are the ones that, mm -hmm. that know how to make things, right? The, they made the Silmarils and the Rings of Power. Um, and their their state their headquarters, so to speak, is is on the where the gods live. So like on the on the main continent of Amman. Which were the ones that imprisoned us? Um, well, they were the elite guard of the Talaran regent. Um, so so the most of the Talaran elves that you've met here have been totally fine. Remember when when the the when most of you ended up in the prison, they replaced the Talaran elves that were typically working prison duty with the uh, with the elite guard. Remember I, I, I mentioned that. Oh, yep. Um, also known okay. as assholes. Yeah, assholes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and the the elite guard were hand selected by the regent, so that has something to do with that. You think? Yeah. Um, so all the asshole elves. Exactly. <laughs> so so you guys are you, you're coming through what what looks to be like a farm, um, and you're 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 basically almost kind of very central on the island. Um, and you see all of these kids and, and I made you roll some perception checks and you realize that these kids, um, are Atani, they're Idine, they're, they're human, they're not elves. These are the first humans that you've seen here on the island and you realize that they were spirits. Whoa. And, and so you're not, you're not exactly sure what's going on with that. Um, but although if you read my blog entry that I wrote about Faradir, you might have some idea. Um, and, uh, and I think Does actually one of them look like Faradir. One of them looked like Faradir as a child. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, uh, 
Vic, Vic actually probably, Vic's character knows what's going on. Um, if he would like to share, you know, what this place is and, and how these children came to be here. Um, some of you also have the lore card. If you look in the lore section under current session, um, definitely, definitely browse those um, so that you can share the knowledge when one of these topics comes up. Okay. <clears throat> so Cottage of Lost Play is there. Uh, Land of Elms is there. Um, trying to think of what else. I, I think that's about it right now. Yeah. Sorry, what was the second one? Uh, Land of Elms is the, the, the place that you just traveled, the forest that you just traveled through. And oh, the, co- yeah, yeah. the Cottage of Lost Play is where you are now. It was formerly known as the Cottage of Children and Cottage of Play of Sleep. And you remember, Vic, your character, you came to Arisea, um a very specific way and you woke up here. Yeah, through, because of Tom. <clears throat> or was it Goldberry that sent me here? Yeah, they, you know, they, you went to Tom and, and Goldberry's house and you basically went to sleep there and and woke up here and so um you think maybe this has something to do with dreams that these kids are here in their dreams or were here in their dreams at some time at some point in their lives okay um like i said some of these things are this is like total token i didn't make this stuff up um i know it might seem like i did but but some of this stuff is pretty touchy-feely it's very early on in the mythos that he was creating um, all right, so you, you come and, and Lindo and Vare welcome you um, to the Cottage of Lost Play, and they're very happy to see Little Heart, who they haven't seen in a while, and the children all run out to greet you, um, and so Lindo comes over and he says, welcome to the Lonely Isle, uh, you must be the Nos Glanador, which means you've heard people refer to you that, as that before, uh, uh, MJ would tell you that it means the Fellowship of Light. Um, uh, so What's that? I sure would. So he says, you must be the Nosclanador that the children have told me about. I see you have already met Ilfrin. Vare and I are the keepers of the children. Uh, it is here that your kin come in their dreams to witness the light of man. Little Heart here, as the children call him, is the gong warden. He calls the children to sup and for stories. Um, I, he says, and he looks he looks at Riken and Faradir and he says, I dare say I recognize you, Riken and Faradir, and, and you are just as I would have imagined. And then he looks at Riken again and says more or less <laughs> and uh what's that <laughs> maybe but he also might, he also might be like yeah that's true you know um and so he says uh uh what does he say he says um um and now you've come back to us outside of dream in a time of great calamity for this is the first time Arisea has been clouded in fear and shadow am i right to imagine that these two coincidences are related the fact that you guys are visiting and the fact that Arisea is now in shadow and fear um he says uh Come, tell, tell us your tale and um, and how you came to be an Arisea. He said, normally, Little Heart would, and if you look to the top of the map, um, Little Heart is the gong warden here, and he would, he would sound the gong of Tombo. The, the, the gong actually has a name. His name Tombo, and uh, he he would he would ring the gong, but his mallet has been stolen. And they they look to the bard and they say, Okrin, would would you be willing to um, you know sing a song to to bring the kids in for story time? Of course, I'll sing. I'll uh, create a, a song of a little story. Or you know, you know what? It's going to be bringing the kids, so I, I won't get so shadowy with the song. So I'm sure I've been here before and probably played them some music. Right or what oh, yeah. was here last? Yep. So why don't I 
do something that they like to to bring them in and i'll uh a breakouts and performance skill yeah do that pay the bill awesome all right so um so that you guys uh-huh. all you get and, and you don't have to move your tokens on the map you you kind of see the layout here um you guys will all sort of go into a room uh, for story time and this is apparently a really big deal here at that at the cottage of lost play <laughs> you know, they, they only sound the gong for two reasons to eat and for story time at night and and so they want you to come in and, and basically tell your tale um so does someone want to take a, a stab at like a, a brief synopsis of how you came to be here oh jeez no one huh <laughs> well the first part of it they could uh, it would have to be one of these guys that tells it because i don't know their story the only part i know is from uh from uh, Riken uh, landing outside of the portal and him telling me his part uh but if these guys wanted wanted to say tell my my bard bits and pieces i could throw something together and do a little performance for the kids yeah i mean let's, from my loot in the back while somebody tells the story you know yeah I, let's just say let's say that you tell them the story right that um that the sh- there was a shadow that came from the void um that you you guys assembled these items right this ritual was performed that um okay i got it sprigs um and that um okay so Mar- uh sprigs and christian don't want to talk because emory's sleeping and marco it has his mic muted because uh his girlfriend has some friends or so that's cool i'll just kind of summarize it um so so again items ritual bad thing from the void portal to toll arisea one person came to toll arisea the rest of you kind of for various reasons um some of you would share some of you wouldn't um about why you're sort of here um and at the at the end of it um you know let's see what does he say he says um so you say the seeing stone of avalone has been stolen because you you would obviously tell him that the new palantiri uh from from avalone has been stolen um uh he he says uh would you think that the shadow is seeking to do something similar here um that they did in middle earth you mentioned a, a ritual and, a, and an open portal um and lindo and Vare kind of look at each other and they're like wow what, a portal to where now i wonder um and they they start like getting a little nervous and they and they say but but our kin arendio watches over the door of night that that way is impossible and they just kind of like trail off and, and at this point uh marco you hear your sword whisper to you again, Tauper, Tauper. <clears throat> when they're talking about the shadow and uh, the, uh, the person that, you say Elendil? No, Arendil. Arendil, watching, watching the night gate, I said, anything is possible. Uh, <clears throat> we should take all precautions if you know something. Uh, perhaps we should deliver word or, you know, notes. <laughs> So one of one of the uh, one of the little girls, uh, the human girl, says um, as she hears all of this, you know, she, it doesn't appear that any of the kids are are scared in the slightest um, by any of this. And but but she says that um, I, I've seen a shadow pass this way not too long ago. Oh, uh, uh, he was headed to the west to to the gray tower on the hill. Um, and Lindo and Vare, uh, and, and, and actually Okrin would know this too, because he's been there. It's a uh, Cortirian. And so Lindo and Vare, Lindo and Vare would say, um, uh, do they know who Tau, oh, 
Okay, so one thing at a time. So, um, so they would tell you that Cortirian um, is basically run by the Vanyar elves. The elves. So the 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 Vanyar, the the third group of elves here in Polarisea. That and there are other elves here too, right? There are Cinderin elves and and things. But um, but the the three main groups that that kind of occupy most of of Aman, the Blessed Realm, before everyone started coming back over were the Vanyar, the Teleri, and the um, the Noldor. And, and so the Vanyaran elves are called spear elves. And they're the, the fairest and the blonde. They have golden hair, like Galadriel. Um, and Galadriel was, was um, she had all different kinds of, uh, she was a kind of a mutt, an elf mutt, but she <laughs> she was Noldor, but she, she had some Vanyaran relatives, uh, and that's where she got her golden hair from. And uh, and uh, so these Vanyar elves consider them uh, themselves the high elves, or sort of like the the top elves. They live closest in proximity to the Valar, um, and they they actually had a little settlement here uh, called Cortirian. It was a a great gray tower built on a hill, modeled after their main city Tyrion on the on the on the um, the continent of Amman next door. Um, and it's the, the keeper is, is someone named Merrill who Okran has met. And so they say, they say that the shadow has passed that way. Let's see. <clears throat> and you saw the shadow when? Um, it, uh, Lindo and Vare say, um, it's, it's not, um, you, you can't ask the children that come here about temporal questions. They, uh, time has no meaning to them here. Oh, okay. I, I, I tell them what happened. Um, and so basically when I was investigating, uh, the the appearance of the shadow in the area i i made it up to cortarian and i met um hold on what's her name again uh meryl meryl correct yeah so i'm uh, yeah so i met with meryl and i i became quite acquainted with her her handmaidens um <laughs> and uh, super acquainted if Ooh. And I'd like to be reacquainted with them. We so, should go see. Uh, but there was a shadow. The shadow had passed through there, and the um, they had almost been, I guess, possessed. But we spent. I spent nearly a week there, reviving many of their many of their fallen comrades. How far away is Cortirian? Um, you they they say that you could reach Cortirian um, in uh, probably like a day and a half if you traveled um, straight there. Is, is the road dangerous? Um, they say that lately everything has been dangerous in the woods. Um, mm. Let's see, what else can they tell you? So, so let me let me ask. Some of you have asked other questions too. Um, so oh, uh, yeah, Marco was asking if he if they knew who Talbor was. Okay. Um, so let me do Christians first, just because it's related. Uh, Riken would ask them if the shadow interacted with any of them at all, and they Lindo and Vire they say that this place is is a protected space and that that no evil can can. Uh, um, come near the this cottage or, or Tambo, the gong, and uh, the, no, the, the shadow would not have passed near here. Uh, but uh, but the, a child obviously had had seen it pass at some point. You think recently? Not sure. Um, and um, to answer Faradir's question, uh, so Mark, Marco asked, and so Marco's been hearing his sword ever since the end of the last campaign. Whisper a word to him, and I'll type it in. Uh, it's actually a lore card. Um, uh, I believe somebody wants to, to look it up. Uh, I think Okran again would have would have very very specific memories of of what this is. If you, so, if Vic, you could share that with everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry, I was distracted by um, 
by the way, with something. Can you? What does you want me to describe? So go to your go to your lore card. So so Faradir would would say, you know, my sword keeps um, keeps mentioning this word Tauber, um, and and so he doesn't know exactly what it means. He um, so if you could help him with that, yeah, Tauber, uh, Tabrabel. No, um, take a look at um, Stone of the Hapless. Stone of the Hapless. Oh, okay. And you have very specific oh, memories of this. Talbor, yeah. Talbor stone of yeah, Talbor is the stone of the hapless. Yes. So it's it's the burial place. Yeah, I was there. It was the and I started telling him about it, I guess, because since I was there. The burial place of Turn Turnbar and his uh his mother Morwen. After the flood of Beleriand, it it is now called Tol Morwen. What, why do you ask? So why, I, why I don't you know. Ask can, Mar- Marco, can you talk or not really? What do you say? Not really. Okay. So, so I guess Faradir, yeah, would say my my sword keeps saying the word Talbur, and, he, and it has been for a while. Um, and he says, I, th- I think it wants me to go there. And and so, Okran would would tell us some vivid memories of Turin Turinbar and and how um, Okran was actually the the court minstrel of Thingol. Thingol lived in a protected wooded area called uh, Doriath. Um, and, uh, he, he and his wife, Melian, um, they had a daughter named Luthien, uh, and, and she married the, the first time a human and an elf married, that was Baron and Luthien, Thingol's daughter and, and son-in-law. Um, but later Thingol became the foster father to someone named Turin Turinbar. And, um, and later he was killed, um, after he killed the dragon, um, and he was, he killed the dragon actually up on a high ravine overlooking a river and, um, he took his own life after and, um, and his burial place and also the burial place of his mother, his mother came to find his dead body and she also passed away and died of grief. Um, they buried them both and, uh, it's called the stone of the hapless and uh, also referred to as, um, in the in the words of the words of ancient men, Talbur, and uh, and after the after Beleriand, remember the the land of the first age when when they battled Morgoth, it just damaged the land so much that it basically sunk the land under the ocean. But it told Morwen, which is named after his mother, Tol meaning islands, Morwen turns mother. Paul Morwen is one of three places that is sticking up above the water after the flood. Everybody clear on that? So uh, what, what would you ask them about the Stone of the Hapless and Talbur? If he says that the <clears throat> sword wants him to go there, that's by means that I'm aware of impossible. They say, well, nothing is impossible. Lindo and Vare say, unlikely, uh, but not impossible. Um, if, if you are interested in finding out more uh, about this, uh, I would definitely go to Cortirian. Um, Cortirian is the, in Cortirian, there's a great library of the Vanyar. The golden book is kept there, which, which has, uh, some lore and, um, some, some strange arcane, um, traditions and, um, uh, and they look at each other and they say, possibly some rituals. Um, is kept at Quartirian. This is what started everything. Cool. Oh, perhaps it's what can end everything. All right, good call. Um, so, so not rituals. I, <laughs> not rituals. No. So, under handouts, under miscellaneous, I have a quest journal, and you all have, you all should have access to it. Let me see. Uh, no. Okay. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give everybody access to it now. 
And uh, um, so you can all edit this. So you're going to receive a few things. I, I would suggest writing down these things because you'll forget. Um, so Faradir thinks that his sword wants him to go to the Stone of the Hapless, where Turn is buried. Uh, you guys are seeking the library at Cortirian. They mentioned the Golden Book. You guys, what else are you doing along the way? You're, tra- you're chasing the shadow, but anything else? Uh, anything to do with anything to do with the regent, or I mean, is there anything that happened last time that you want to sort of? I don't know. I, I, this is your quest journal, so feel free. Um, so you, you're seeking the library of Cortirian. Um, yep. um, they have something there called supposedly the I'm golden, the golden book. Um, and then obviously trailing the shadow, um, mm-hmm. or or the man in black, or whatever, right? Did that diagram that I put in chat help, like, delineate who is who? Okay. All right. And so, um... I'm looking for the main stone or something like that. Um, the master Palantir, exactly, has been stolen. So that's, that's another thing, exactly. Um, okay. So Lindo and Vari would also tell you another thing. They would say, um, he says, the reason people are calling you Nosklanador is because that they think that the, there was um, there have been a couple of prophecies um, said and stated by Mandos. He's a Valar of, of basically death. Um, when, we, when you've heard of the halls of Mandos, right, where where the elves die and go to stay until uh, until the end of days. Um, there's this so this guy Mandos has made a few prophecies, and his second prophecy has to do with kind of the end of the world. And so Lindo. Um, Lindo and Vare would say, um, I don't, I don't remember it explicitly, but there are plenty of historians here, and I would definitely, if if you go to Cortirian, uh, I would definitely ask Meryl um, about the prophecy of Mon- the second prophecy of Mandos. And MJ, you would know about the first prophecy of Mandos all too well. It had to do with the, the kin slaying and Feanor and how the, the, the Noldor elves basically killed their brothers um, over the Silmarils. Um, yeah, so, I know that too well. Yeah. Uh, you don't need to concern yourself with the first prophecies. It's the second, specifically the second prophecy of Mandos. I would put this in the quest journal too because it's going to be very, very important. So, so this is your time at the College of Lost Play. You're free to ask them anything else, but I hope for the most part this has kind of oriented you a little bit and explained some things. Any any questions for me or for Lindo and Vare? Um, <clears throat> so in the quest journal, I put that some lady's watching the dark door all the time. What's the some lady's name again? It's not. It's a. It's a. So remember um, uh, when Galadriel said, "Here's the light of Arendil, our most beloved ah, star." Arendil, um, MJ would explain, his character would explain that Arendil has one of the only, so there are three Silmarils, two of them are lost. The only known Silmaril is in, Arendil has it, and is he has it on his ship, Vingalot, as it travels the heavens. And um, he is the guard of the Door of Night. Now remember, the Door of Night is the only place that you can come in from the Void. And guess who, who's out in the Void? We all know this. The show? <laughs> Melkor or Morgoth. Right, the big Morgoth, god right. Sar- Sauron's. Uh, so Sauron was only a Maiar, and his his Valar, who he served, was Morgoth. So um, the the big bad. In fact, he's the most powerful of all the Valar. 
Oh, and, and he's the bad guy. And he's, great. and he's the bad guy. Correct. All right. And so Arendi... Oh, corrupts absolutely. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you, let me check out your question and I'll see what you've written down here. All right. To Cortirian is a golden book in the library. It may have rituals to get us to Talver, Stone of the Hapless, uh, uh, Trailing Actually. a Shadow, uh, Looking for the Master Palantiri. Arendi, I'll correct the spelling of that here for you. Uh, uh, it's spelled E-A-R, E-N-D-I-L. Arendi has, is watching yeah, the dark just- world. Um, I was just getting phonetic. <clears throat> yep. All right. Cool. So, are we clear about where you're traveling next? Yeah, we're going to Cortirian. <laughs> thank you. All right. Awesome. You have a few reasons to go to Cortirian. Um, did you say we should find a historian there to tell us about the second prophecy yes. of Mendes? So. And and her name is oh, Mer- Meryl. Meryl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to Meryl. Meryl's cool. <laughs> Probably talk. Yeah. She's not going to be the one that got away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, so you guys know, um, oh, the other thing, um, little heart would ask you at, before you depart. So let's, let's do, um, let's do a long rest here. So make sure you're all healed up. You got all your spell slots back. You're going to need them. Um, <laughs> uh, you get your action surge back there, Marco. So you rest at the cottage of lost play. And before you leave, little heart asks you if, if it's possible, this probably should go in your quest journal. If, if you find the map, my mallet, I would appreciate if you brought it back to me. Okay, so what's his name? Littlefoot? Little Heart. Little Heart. Little Foot. Little Foot. Oh, jeez. So you guys are you guys are heading. Uh, this isn't the Care Bears. <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys are heading west. Essentially, uh, sometimes you go. You know, it's not straight west, but let's see here. <laughs> Marco, he says uh, in in the hangouts he wrote, uh, "If we are building towards the dagger, daggereth, I am super excited." <laughs> Well, wouldn't that be fitting, Marco? Um, yes. Yeah, so, so you'll find more out about the Dagger Daggereth. Uh, all right. So you guys are traveling. I would say let's put yourself in travel order. Uh, uh, everybody has 13 temp hit points. Before we left for breakfast, I told them all a tale that inspired them. Okay. So let's, um, before we get too far, let's, uh, you are traveling uh, for a day before you get to this map. So we'll have everybody do another Blighted Lands check. Marco, you need to do two and, I, and uh, pay special attention to your trauma, which I think gives you either disadvantage or half as many shadow points or something. But it's a wisdom uh, save DC 15. Do I get bonuses because I'm an Asimar, like for saves? Um, nothing comes to mind. Um, so keep in mind, I, as, as you know, in order to sort of play your character, um, you're an Asimar, but you're actually technically a um, a Maiar, right. right? In this game, and and so in order to play a Maiar, what we what we said is you've been around people for so long and away from the Blessed Realm so long, you actually become like a weakened Asimar or a weakened yeah. Maiar. Okay, well, I failed that miserably. So most people did. Uh, okay, it looks like Faradir. I, th- I don't think you have disadvantage. I could be wrong. I don't remember your trauma, but I, but I think you, you have half the number of shadow points or something stupid. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, if that sounds familiar, he'll let me know. Because of a full rest, can we all be at full health? You, you should be at full health. All of you should be at full health. Um, and and Marco... 
What'd you say, MJ? Like 30 in Bruin. 30 in Bruin. Out of full health. I, I can change it, but I just wanted to double check. Okay, they, they can uh, they can bring them back up, I, I think, uh, as we go. If they don't, if they don't well, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> no, so I, I, I want them to. Marco um, uh, and Vic says everyone gets 13 temp hit points. You can put that in the... Um, uh, in the, the the blue circle, if you click on your token, there are three circles. Like we generally use the red for hit points, the green for armor class, and the blue for like temporary hit points. A lot of times. Oh, cool. Joe, do you have a suggestion where to put the shadow points? I was putting them in the blue. Um, I just put. Oh, you can you can do that, um, or you can put them in your character sheet. So um, the thi- I was going to uh, remind Marco because he wasn't here for this. So Marco, you remember in Adventures of Middle Earth and Ship Period, you would sort of. Um, shed those shadow points well because we're not doing that um, and because we're doing sort of traditional short rest long rests um, you're going to have one opportunity to shed shadow points uh, in this campaign in this in these 10 weeks and that's week six when you're with the elves celebrating Um, and and so week six you guys will get to shed any shadow points but you know there's there's multiple days of travel before then Um, okay so go ahead and put yourself in sort of uh, travel order um, and you guys can um, I'll tell you when to stop if you start moving, but let's let's just put ourselves in order first. If if Burn is going first, good, yeah. So you can go right up to the bridge and let's let's see. Some you don't you could be next to someone if you want to. It's fine. It doesn't have to be single file. Um, you know, there's there is a river here, but it's you know it's possible you'd have to do some checks, but it's possible to ford the river if you don't want to go over the bridge. At this point, you have no reason to think anything ill of the bridge. Uh, <laughs> well, it's a perfectly good bridge here. Let's Nobody wants to cross it. We're all kind of <laughs> clustering there. Yeah, so so you guys can you make it about half. If you're going to take the bridge, you guys will make it about halfway. Burn. You're you're basically on top, of, almost where the shore is on the other side. Uh, um, when the shit goes down, so so go ahead and let's. Uh, almost like we know something's going to happen. Yeah. Why is uh, Tessero bigger than Riken? Um, let's see here. We'll shrink you down a little bit. How's that? Nice. Uh, all right. Also, I, I, I realized I actually do have a um, advantage on uh, initiative. So should I just uh, should I roll two or? Um, there, there is something in your character sheet to roll an uh, advantage on your initiative. Uh, some some other people played with it. I thought we fixed that. No. Uh, it, you probably did for them, but I I just realized today. Oh wait, her initiative save save options. Uh, Marco says I just roll twice, and then you guys. That's fine too if you just want to roll twice, and and then I think you can actually change your own score in the turn order, which is dangerous, but you can do it. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um. Nice. All right. So okay. you guys are you guys are heading mostly west. What's that? <clears throat> oh, okay. Here we go. Initiative. Okay, twenty-one. All right. Do I need to resort here? Yeah. Here we go. All right. So Oakland got the high roll, um, and so I'm gonna say we'll just instead of making you all roll, I'm gonna say because Oakland's first in the turn order. Okrin starts to see some bubbly water down to the left of the bridge, and let's get some let's get some good battle music here. Uh, here we go. So I say that I say I see bubbly water to the left of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so Okrin, uh, something that looks a lot like let's see here oh wait no i'm not gonna cast that something looks like yeah i was gonna show you here under um handouts oh no the enemy current session no uh vic and john rules 
So you guys see something that looks like this shoot out of the water. Oh, jeez, that and doesn't look good. It is ginormous. Oh, boy. Well, for the worst. <laughs> so, guys, um, let's do this. Um, let's see. So it lets out a cone that can hit everybody. Uh, I'm going to say Okrin, Morloman, and Zelendor are spared from this because you're you're on the decline of the of the, of the bridge. Um, so, but everybody else, Faradir, Tessero, Burin, and Riken, I need you to make a dexterity save, DC 18. This thing lets out, uh, something, uh, like, it looks like acid. Ooh, Burin, nice. Balls. Alright, so, everybody that got under 18, uh, takes 39 acid damage. Wow. And, um, uh, unfortunately, Burin's not raging yet. And everybody else takes half that. So it just spews, like, it has tentacles coming out of its mouth, and it just spews this acid in a cone. And it, and it gets most of you guys, Okrin, Morloman, and Zelendor, you see this, like, like toxic fluid fly over the top of the bridge. Uh, okay. Here, so, three, so <clears throat> six. Do they recharge? Because <laughs> I am going to do um, cast this. Oops. Where the hell is it? <clears throat> okay. It's uh, his. Its turn is not. It's going. Its turn is not. Oh right. right. One two. Uh, so his turn's not quite over. So, um, so you can do oh, that. Okay. Just you can do that. Just a second. So let's have somebody. Whoever's a glutton for punishment. Roll a one two three. <coughs> roll a one d eight. Uh, eight doesn't count. All right. Christian rolled a four. One two three four. So Faradir. Let's see here. How does this all right, let me see here. Oh, I was looking at the wrong thing. All right. Um, all right, so make a an athletics check. Um, in this case, no. Okay, let me see here. Yeah, that's very good. All right, so, Fair Deer, um, you, you feel yourself being lifted off of the bridge, but you, like, grab on and you manage to hold on and, and fight it. But it's like there's there's nothing touching you. Um, you have acid on you, but like you're literally being lifted off the bridge by nothing. It feels almost like like the wind is hitting you in very specific places and, and pulling you off the ground. All right. So um, all right. So now go ahead and do your thing, Okrin. Okay. So it's bears endurance. <clears throat> Target has advantage on Constitution checks. It also gains two d six temporary hit points, and I reach over to Faradir and I touch him with that. Okay, awesome. His uh, camp hit points are gone now, right? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yep, so he can't stack that, so I'll give him another 10. Awesome. Um, then I could reach out and touch him, so I'm going to move away from them now. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go to the other side of this bridge here, but I could still see that thing, right? Um, as long as I have sight from here. You Well, you weren't hit by the acid, so I'm going to say... Um, Let's see. Let's see if you do. No, you don't have sight of it from where you are. You can move to a place where you do have sight of it. I'm going to go where it doesn't have sight of me also. So right there for now. Um, okay, so when you when you moved, you were right here. Yep. Um, let's see what happens here. Does it reach? He does. It's, oh. a, ten fo- it's a 10 foot re- reach. Oh, well, okay. All right, what's your armor class? Uh, 17, I believe. Okay, yeah. He, uh, so you take um, 21 bludgeoning damage Ouch. and 10 psychic damage. Uh, 
and I need you to make a... Um, hold on to that so, 31. Oh, hold on one second. So, um, oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, so you, so so this a tentacle comes out of his mouth, and, and as you start to leave, it, it grabs a hold of you, and I need you to make a uh, strength save, DC 18. I'm not going to make that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, oh. uh, nope. Okay, it swallows you. Though this marks the end of the episode, the road goes ever on. Until next time, join us at longwinded.one and consider giving us a review on Apple Music, Spotify, or really whichever platform you choose.